Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Hi. Hello. What's happening? Uh, you're flustered as usual. What's going on? Nothing. Business, just go, go, go. Yeah, just dealing with a lot of um, texts and emails, and I have I have a lot of stuff to do, but are I'm excited still, to be here. Are you still here. flustered with uh, from micromanaging Dylan's school pictures this morning? Oh, guys. Anyways, <laughs> welcome, he said, yeah, the whole listeners. We are so happy to be here for another episode where Eric is going to bring up how my kids can't stand me. I would never bring that up. I'm not saying that. I was just joking about, you forget, we're having this conversation. I said, Raj, you forget that when you're a kid, your parents being on campus can be good, but then also if you're in their business constantly, then they get embarrassed and they're just like, God, mom, no, no, stop. He's too much now. That's all kids. What happened to my sweet little boy that was... Oh my God, you do no wrong, mom and dad. You're amazing. He's five years old. He's still a sweet they little boy. They took a school picture. I didn't like it. They have a redo. So the redo was today. So I made sure that I was there. So we're the only parents there for a redo picture. But that's not correct because I saw a lot of adults. No, those were teachers doing their pictures. Are you sure they were all teachers? Yeah, or staff, yeah. For oh. the yearbook. 
And then we... Uh, I brought my own lighting, She guys. just forgets. <laughs> yeah, she put a lighting thing. I said, please don't you dare pull that lighting. Please don't pull that light out. Um, <laughs> but what's sad like is... Like Dylan would have had a probably meltdown. And the thing, I'm not saying we're wrong. The picture, the original picture came out really bad. Exactly. It was just it was just bad lighting. It didn't make sense. It was not, not the right picture. And it was but, bad lighting again today. I know. But at the end of the day, it's still a school picture. People laugh about how bad school pictures were. They make mm-hmm. fun of them. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but to me, and, it's a memory that lasts a lifetime. You, so you want to... You wanna, when was the last time you looked at your kindergarten school picture? I look at them. I have kindergarten them. school picture. When's the last time you paid it? Well, I don't know if I have kindergarten. Exactly. So it doesn't last a lifetime. But I have third, fourth. When that's fine. I have all those. I understand. How often do you look at them? It's not. It doesn't matter how often you look at them. <laughs> it's when you do. My my point is, I just wanted you to give them a little forgiveness I because know, you forget that kids get embarrassed. Mom is literally going, no, Dylan, move this, move your hair this way. No, smile like this. No, smile like this. Do this. <laughs> He's going, Mom, stop. It put you in a bad mood, but it's it all good. Did. We live and we learn, right? I Listen, know. I was, a, I was just trying to help. Here's an interesting topic. Speaking about kids, this is a, little, a bit of a you know sidestep, clearly from this conversation. But Mick Jagger says that he may not leave his fortune to his kids. Legendary rocker, who's been you know obviously making millions and millions of dollars, um, has now said that. My children don't need five hundred million dollars to live well. He's like, come on, you know, they, you know, they, why don't you do some good with that money? I'm sure he'll leave them something. Maybe he has eight kids. Is that what it is? I believe eight. He, yeah, eight kids. So I'm sure he'll leave them something. But what do you think? Five hundred million. It's a great thing to donate a chunk of that to charity. The kids obviously don't need necessarily need five hundred million. They could get away with a cool, you know, 20 million, I'm sure to get started in life of his 500 million fortune. And they can build their own fortune with that very easily. Some people obviously, well, most people obviously don't have a whole lot and have to make millions on their own starting from scratch. If yeah, that's but, the case. Yeah, but that's not uh, their circumstance. I know. They come from a father that is very wealthy. Bill Gates supposedly did the same thing, did not leave his kids. No, I'm, I'm sure the majority he, I'm, of his I'm fortune. Sure the kids live it really well. They live well, I'm sure. I'm sure they, you know, they have a, a leg up on helping in the Listen, uh, in their entrepreneurial endeavors. But this is what I think. I me. think that yes, when you have that amount of money, it's an incredible thing for you to give back to the world and society and many families and people in need. So yeah, I feel like at least half of it, because it's so much, should go to charity. And I think this is something that he's going to do. And I think I find that I find that to be fabulous. But I also believe that, you know, that you have children. It's an amazing thing when you can provide for your kids. As long as your kids are responsible now, if you have yeah, a children a good point. that they have all kinds of issues and addictions and you know they're going to blow yes. for that money uh, doing nonsense then yeah, you have a you have a, an argument to be like, you know, you're not deserving because I don't trust that you're going to do something meaningful with what I'm giving you. For sure. If they're not responsible young adults, that would be my biggest uh, issue. I, we, we're not too far apart on this. I think if I was ever fortunate to come into a fortune like that, um, I think, uh, look, it's your money. Mm-hmm. And if you want to help society and, and help different causes you absolutely should do with your money what you what you want and i think uh if you've built this future for you know your family and and you have good responsible humans that you've raised and they're now young adults or 
full adults, whatever the case may be, and they are living up to their potential and they're going to be responsible with that money, then I think, yeah, you should you know, be great to leave them some kind of a head start that you didn't maybe have as a, uh, as a young person coming up. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think so. But I wonder how the kids feel. You imagine that conversation. I'm not going to give you anything. You're on your own. He's going to give them some you stuff. Yeah, 500 I million. Don't, I, don't, I don't believe for a second that he's going to be like, you You deserve nothing. And about, what about his grandchildren and things like that? Of course, they're all going to yeah. be set. We, I mean, I think all kids, there should be stipulation about if they, you know, are growing up to do their part in things and they're being, they're, they're good, responsible adults. Your dad did it for uh, Dylan and Sabella. They can't touch the money yeah. until they're like, what, 33 years old or something? There's like an age, but also like even, I forget what it is, but even in, in our own living trust, it's, it's something that we, you know, lay out. Like our kids have to grow up to be good humans. They can't mm-hmm. just have problems and they can't just tap into those funds whenever they want and just do what they want and blow it all Yeah, on bad habits, you know? What about this mom that... Uh, is pregnant with her fourth child. She has three daughters that she loves dearly. And she did a gender reveal with all the family and friends and all that. And the reveal says, boom, pink. It's another little girl. Mm -hmm. And she burst into tears, like devastated. (laughs) Because she's like, what? Another girl? And of course, now people are saying, you know, you should be grateful. Uh, What about all those moms that, all those women that would love to be mothers and can't even get pregnant and you have four and you're complaining about uh, being another girl and do you do you have compassion for what, how, what, what she's feeling? This is what I do know. As soon as you decide to put your private experiences on a public platform, you're going to pay some kind of price. Your reaction no, will be judged by everyone. I always. Know, but- always. Now listen, do I think she has the right to be bummed out if she was expecting a boy. Yeah, sure. I mm-hmm. mean, that's totally fine. I, I mean, I don't, you know, whatever. People are going to make a big deal out of it. My point is people are going to make a big deal out of it because they feel they're entitled to because you put it on a public platform and your reaction is something that people can feel strong enough to attack. But they shouldn't be entitled to anything. You put it on a public platform. They, that's social mean, media. It doesn't mean they're entitled it, or or they have the right it, or they should comment on something it, that clearly affects this woman it, it, deeply. It doesn't matter what they should or shouldn't do. You put it on a platform which is asking for opinions. Well, she wasn't asking. Or, yeah, she, as soon as you put I'm it sure, public. I'm sure she didn't anticipate that she was going to react like that. As soon as it's public, people can make comments. That means they're going to give opinions. So that's the pitfall of social media. We've had this conversation so many times. But do I think it's right? Nah, look, I don't think it's that big of a deal. The, the lady's bummed out. She had a, you know, another girl. She thought the pregnancy was so different this time. She was swore it was a boy. But I think also, you know, maybe if she, deep down, she had to have known that she was going to be affected by the outcome of course. being what she yeah, didn't expect. Yeah, but she's saying, I have three girls, the pregnancies were identical. This pregnancy, this, this experience was so different I get it. that I was convinced this is a boy. But my point is, you, there's no question that she was battling some inner dilemma here if it was going to be a boy, right? Like she always knew if this doesn't come out a boy, I'm going to have a problem. She always knew that for sure because she's that's what came out. So if you're that worked up about it, maybe just don't do a gender reveal and check with the doctor and find out what you're going to have so you can prepare. 
mentally. But gender reveals are fun. Yeah, but then you're at this, you're at the mercy of your gut reaction not going in your favor. Yes, yeah. If it doesn't work out. Because like I said, that doesn't just happen out of nowhere. If you if you're going into a gender reveal like I'm just so excited to find out what I'm going to have. I don't care. I'm just, I, I can't wait to be surprised. You're never going to have that reaction. If you're going into a gender reveal and you're going, I know this is a boy. I know this is a boy. I'm going to have a boy. It's a girl. Then, and, and you're going to be that affected by it. Probably wasn't the right idea to put your gender yeah. reveal on I feel for her, listen, I have a lot of compassion for her because I'm sure she was super excited to have, to have a, a baby boy. Anyways, can we talk about something wait, like really I, sad? Sad. I had Not another, sad, but I had, just, this is a very interesting topic. I had another topic, topic I wanted to I don't know, but like, can we... This is kind of in the same vein, but go ahead. But we'll go to you. So we have a good friend of, of ours that uh, just suffered an incredible loss. Mm. And I keep thinking about it, thinking about it, because you know what? This is a girl, a friend of ours, that had a very close friend, a girlfriend, right? Uh, was mm. part of her clique, part of her group for many, many, many years. We've known her for... Well, you've known the couple mm. for 20-something years, and... That girl was always one of her best yeah, friends. Yeah, lovely, lovely. So we're talking girl. about like really lifelong friends. And she was diagnosed with cancer and passed away last week. Uh, we're talking about early 40s, beautiful, married, you know, vibrant. Um, I had no idea she was sick. To me, when I read the post, I thought it was probably an accident. I didn't think in a million years that she had cancer because we saw her. Uh, recently, and she looked fine. Apparently, it was like a private battle. She was so like, exactly. So that was my question. So my friend, of course, I I texted her saying, "I am so so sorry. I'm I'm still shocked. I'm going. Life is so unpredictable." Well, and what's ironic is she didn't pass away from cancer. She passed away from a um something going wrong in the treatment. She was she was going in for a bone marrow, and then she, something got infected. Yeah, and she passed because of the infection. Yeah, but. I guess the cancer was pretty. I mean, she wasn't in remission. It came back. So I guess the cancer was becoming oh, yeah, yeah. very aggressive. It's a factor, for sure. But I thought it was interesting because my friend so said um, she was dealing with a private battle with cancer. Mm -hmm. I guess she was incredibly private that even her best friends were not very clear about how bad the situation was to the point that she told everybody, I am going to go to this state to deal with the family thing. And in reality, she was going to a different state for a bone marrow transplant and da da da, and then she didn't make it, and all the friends are beside themselves going, but she, no, we were not there for her, mm -hmm. um, and that's how private she was about what she was going through for years. That even her girlfriend, basically sisters, because there were it was like a sisterhood, were not there for her, and now they're all shocked and severely depressed because it was like, oh my God, we lost her and we, we didn't say goodbye. Mm -hmm. It was basically, we didn't say goodbye. So in a situation like that, let's, and this is an awful thought, but how do you think you'll handle if you get diagnosed with, with anything, something that like, is terminal? Anything, yeah, but. Well, would you want to be severely private and just just keep to yourself and, and not... I, Announce it, I can, or would you be open and surround yourself with your loved ones more than ever because you know your times are your times are like I can jump. Your in time right is away. coming. This is my 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 feeling, and it kind of goes back to like what Chadwick Boseman went through, right? With he, who? Chadwick Boseman, who played Black Panther. Oh, and he passed away of cancer. No one knew. Yeah, right. But I think his fiance knew. I think the ones that are probably immediately in my inner, very tight circle, I would probably 
I would definitely want to have those preparations, you know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. with kids and all those kinds of things. But I don't know. I, I kind of see that part of it where you would, you know, to go through that battle, if it makes you feel better going through that battle on your own and not have all the sort of outside, even though it can be positive prayers and positive energy and good things, it just can pe- feel maybe like it's too much or like what, like everyone feels bad for me and, and it just feels like compounded even though they're praying for you. So I can understand people wanting to go through a private battle. I, I actually really? very much do. And I, and I might, I could potentially fall in that category if it was ever me. Like I, I might want to be private. I think you would. Yeah. Like knowing you, I think you wouldn't want anybody to know. Mm-mm. I mean, my immediate, immediate family. And do you think that people that are in the business and announce it and everybody lives the battle with you? I think it's a personal publicly, choice. Do you think there's an element of show no, or do they I really want the, the prayers and they do, they do believe in collective prayer I, I, and good thoughts and good energy? Anybody going through a terminal situation, I would never say there's any anything other than what their own personal choice is. I, I wouldn't judge anything that they chose to do. Yeah. I really wouldn't. I think no, that, I, I think somebody wants to go through something publicly, they're a public figure, then they Some can people do it. think that they, they By use way, it as... sometimes you can't even hide it. Sometimes you can't hide yeah, it. Yeah, but some people it, use it to raise awareness. Or yeah, you raise like awareness. And, or if you're, if you're a female and you're, you're, you know, you're going through chemo and you're losing all your hair, it's, not, it's very difficult to hide that if you're in public. So it's going to start coming out. There's going to be a narrative and you're going to want to correct that narrative. So... And as a man, you could be in the same boat if you had a full head of hair and you didn't. And then, you know, but if you were already a bald, so there's a lot of things that you can't hide if you're a public figure. Mm-hmm. But the ones who chose to go down that route, I think, or choose whichever route they, they, they want, uh, totally personal. It freaked me out. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey everyone, it's Sophia Bush, host of the podcast Work in Progress. I am thrilled to tell you that Work in Progress is back for a third season. My friends, it has never been more important than right now for us to have all of these big conversations. Together, we are going to get educated, a little bit enlightened, and we will definitely be entertained. I started Work in Progress because I'm a curious person and I realized there are so many people I get to speak to that are fascinating and rare. (laughs) And so I thought, why not take these conversations out into the world? I'm gonna be having deep chats with thought leaders, newsmakers, celebrities, entertainers, authors, elected officials, and more. 
You can join us and listen to Work in Progress on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know you have a topic you want to talk about, but you know what? I was going through the Hisara Yadijo page, and this is random, what I'm going to say. But you know that we did an episode that we we're joking about. You wanted to cuddle, and I was like, like you wanted to get close, and I was like, only dog, only bandit, and Archie, because I I like my space when I'm sleeping. Yeah, yeah. And we had that whole clip that was very funny. I think so. So we did an episode of that, right? Okay. And then you know we uh, um, posted about Matthew McConaughey because we had him last episode, and that was so amazing for us. And you know I was reading um, some some comments just to see how people reacted to the episode, which I thought was a phenomenal episode. Mm -hmm. And then um, I find this woman lecture me. (laughs) Lecture me. Here we go with you reading comments again. I know, right? Stop reading comments. I just care about what the the, 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 the whole listeners say. With the good come the bad. I know, and I respect it. But it was, I was very close to, um, because when we, when I posted it, um, when the producers posted it, uh, the, the hours into it, somebody was like, "Oh, Roz, um, I wish I could like uh, like I don't know how something about it, I don't know how you, uh, how I feel so bad. Oh, I feel so bad for Eric, right?" And I replied joking, and I said, "Oh, he's perfectly fine. Trust me, I live with him." So this person, and like ha ha ha, like emoji laughing. So this person took offense. This other person took offense to me in a very like arrogant way saying like, ha ha ha. Like, and she lectured me basically like talking to me about her 40 years of marriage and how I can. And it was, and it's really interesting, um, Eric, how people get so invested. And I feel like saying, why don't you listen to every single episode we've done for two seasons? So you understand our dynamic and you understand who I am. Don't be so quick to judge because of a clip that is actually funny. Am I right or wrong? Mi amor. I'm telling you, when you put something public, you're going to have to accept the opinions that come in. <laughs> it's do. a public. But uh, I'm openly it's talking on about a it. platform. People are going to have opinions. I know. It just happened to us the other day. I was joking but with if, you at school. And that was even, that was even on, on a public platform. I was joking with you about something silly about being a room parent at school because. You would be a great room parent, but I know it's you know the time-consuming factor and all these other angles. And you, I, I'm the one that keeps. Now he's I'm the one that keeps track. I'm a good no, room parent. I, I mean, look at we've talked about it before. I'm the one that keeps track of all the schedules. I'm the one that's you know more organized when it comes to that type of stuff. It's not your forte. Putting together an event, no problem. You you crush many things. I have my strengths. I have my weaknesses. You know what I mean? But I was joking about you with our friends who are close friends. And even that friend felt compelled to say, Oh Roz, I, I just, I love Eric, but I, I think you're really, you know, talented. And I was joking. I know you're talented. I know you're a beast when it comes to putting things together and making things happen. And you're extremely competent in those, in all those areas, but we have a dynamic and we like to give each because other, this is what he did. We like to give each other crap. He said, if Rosalind was room parent at school, well, you the, emails, the emails no. will consist of, um, 
Pickup time is 2.30 p.m. <laughs> Lunch time is 12.30. No, and, and you made a joke. But like, you got to like, preface it with this. The, the, the emails that come in from room parents, God bless them. Are very specific. Are, are crazy. freaking so detailed. Like two pages. Which I would do. About every single thing. It just thing. doesn't interest You me. would do it with the needles in your eye. It would be like so <laughs> painful. I mean, they it's so much work. And like I said, God bless them. You need them, right? Who wants to take on that responsibility? But Roz, first of all, would be, would be asking, what was that date again? What, what, what was put in? Because I'm the one that organizes the calendar. So I was joking that her emails would be like, everyone, guess what? Everyone's still in school today and they're out at 2.30. Make sure you pick them up. It would be just like a super simple <laughs> Basically making email. me look like a dumbass. No, it was a joke. I but know, that's our joke. dynamic. Yes. And our friend... Because you do recognize that I am very capable and 100%. very smart to be a room parent. 100%. The same way... Um, you recognize that there's no poor Eric there in the relationship. There is no poor Eric. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Support me. Oh Help. Oh. Help. <laughs> I'm joking. Wow. Watch that go run. Don't read the comments so, from that. I'm joking. I'm so joking. you know what I always tell you? I'm going to blink twice. If you Help. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you're that unhappy, what do I say? What do run. I say? Run. Run. <laughs> I'm the joking. The door is open. Totally joking. I know, we're joking, guys. guys we're we just joking. have this dynamic. Our whole marriage, our whole relationship, we laugh, we tease each other, we don't take each other too seriously. We do when it matters. We're there for each other when it matters. We fight when it, you know, people fight and we make up. But we joke a lot. <laughs> but stop reading <laughs> comments, Rosalind. I know. My Let's God. talk about Leonardo right, listen, DiCaprio. I know I have another topic that you oh. cut me off from before. What? Oh, poor me. Can't get a word in. Um, Don't say that because people love that. They're going to run with that. She doesn't let him talk at all. That's another one. Poor Eric. Pobrecito Eric. Okay. Listen, with the, I saw this in the press not too long ago, and I'm, I just wanted to circle it back. Baby shower guest gets mad at the mom-to-be for Photoshopping her kid out of the photos he wasn't meant to be in. Wait, say that again. So, all right, there's a baby shower. A bunch of people are invited. The, the the mom-to-be is getting a bunch of photos of her baby shower, things that she wants to set up for her memories. There's a moment where she's opening gifts with her you know, partner, and, and I think she has another kid, and da-da-da. And one of the guests, their child, just kind of like went into the area and started trying to open gifts. And the, the mom-to-be was kind of like, oh, no, 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 can you go you know, back over here? And the other mom was like, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. Like he, he's, just gonna, he's just having fun with you. And then the other parent trying to be nice was again, trying to sort of discourage it. But the, the mom was like telling other people, Oh, she doesn't mind. It's one of my close friends. She doesn't mind cut to all those pictures of her opening the gifts and the other kid randomly in them. They Photoshop the kid out. I think brilliant. Great. I would do the same thing. This other mom threw a fit at her friend for, for taking her kid out of the photos saying that it was rude and it wasn't kind and blah, 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 blah. And they shouldn't have done that to her kid. And why would you do that? He, you know, we were invited guests. We were there, blah, blah, blah. I know what side you would take, but I'm just, why don't you go ahead and. What side would I take? The mom to be, you'd Photoshop the shit out of every kid that came in there. <laughs> they messed up the picture. 
<laughs> You'd be like, nope, if nope. They, if See they messed up the picture, yeah, they'll be caught. And if the one that is not looking very cute, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll face like, add their face like and make it cute. out in the picture and be like, what are you doing? That picture's ruined no, my, my photo guys. album. I'm no, joking, No, but I would. No, but listen, if it's, it's, a, a, fam- fam- it's a family moment yeah. and there's a kid, even if you love the kid because he's a guest, but if it's a family thing and you're telling the parents, listen, we, I just want the family, you have all the right to Photoshop whatever you want. It's your baby shower. It's your album. It's your photo gallery. Yeah. Yeah. This per- this is in people. Like the person made it really? to people making comment. I mean, having a whole interview. I was Aww. like, this is absurd. I'd be pissed if I was the well, mom to be well, and my friend. Also, but also if you're the other parent, it's, like, it's, your, it's your child. It's like, Doesn't don't matter. give that to my child. This is what I think happens all the time. And I see this at birthday parties. I see this at a lot of functions, right? I believe that I, you know me, I get really anxious when kids do things that I feel like they shouldn't be doing, my kids included. And I don't want them to impose on somebody else a special moment or thing or whatever the case may be. Like if I was at a birthday party and our kids, which I've seen many times, crowd the birthday cake and like swipe at it or do something, I would chew my kid out. Even though they're just being a kid. It's like, that's your friend's moment. Be respectful. Don't get in the middle of that. Even as a kid. Sometimes they don't know. But some parents, no, but parents can manage that situation and not allow it to get that far. But instead, I feel like they just want their kid to be free and do whatever they want. And then sometimes that kid who doesn't know, it's not the kid's total fault. They're just being a kid. There are no boundaries set. So they feel free to kind of do whatever they want. And I don't agree with that. I feel like, you know what? It's somebody else's moment. You're going to have a moment too. Be, wait your turn. Be patient. Let, let them have their picture. Let them have their moment. I get it. I say Photoshop them out. Photoshop. Don't feel bad about it. So let's go back to your friend. Well, he's not your friend. My friend. DiCaprio dating another young model. Good for again him. Again. Good for and him. And again. Good for him. Good for him. And again. Good for him. Wow. What does it matter? Why do people uh, have such a problem with this? I don't know. Let him date whoever he wants. Yeah, but dude, you're 50 something years old. You don't have a problem, and you've said it before with Catherine McPhee dating David Foster, who's 33 years no, older. That, that's hot. What I don't understand why it's always double. It's come on. <laughs> if a woman dates way old, okay, it's the same scenario. Okay. Same scenario. Oh, he's only forty-eight. He's not fifty. He's forty-eight, and she's twenty-five. She's twenty-five. He's twenty-five. This comes months after he was spotted By hanging way, out with Gigi. Hattie. Less, less, less of an age difference between Catherine and husband. Yeah, and David but it's Foster. different. Why is it different? It's still a male that's older and a female that's younger. Why this is it is different? This is a thought starter. At what point does <sighs> dating your models over and over just become creepy and sad? It's not. What is David? Is it not creepy that a man is dating a, th- a girl thirty three years younger? No. Why is it not creepy? I don't know. I'm just joking. Do Leo, you think Leo has you issues with actual intimacy and isn't able to connect on an emotional level? Hundred percent. No, how can you say that? You know nothing about the guy. I don't. Yeah, there's no way of knowing that. Like yeah, that's, but the, there's the, nothing the wrong with track him. record of not being able to sustain who a meaningful series George relationship. Clooney was like in and out of relationships most of his life, and finally settled down. Uh, much older. I don't know. Was he in the fifties or something like that? He was older, significantly older. Finally settled down. Finally had kids when he was ready. With a woman his age. When he was ready. Well, is is she his age? I no, don't I think know. she's a little younger, but not. Yeah. But whatever. When he was ready, like it doesn't mean that. Maybe Leo will never settle down. Do Maybe. you think, okay, so do you think Leo will ever get tired of dating young girls and finally settle down with a woman his age? I doubt it. I think he's going to keep having fun with younger girls, but okay. it, you know, good for him. So you... I have zero problem with this. 
It's zero problem. Zero. Okay. We have a good friend that lives that lifestyle. He's in his 50s and he loves, um, to I'm not going to say names. I'm trying to think. I'm not going to say names. All right, go ahead. I'm joking. And he know. travels the world and he oh. dates much younger girls. And it's interesting because this is somebody that I've known my whole life from my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that he was going, going to be an incredible dad and an, an incredible family man because he comes from a very loving, you know, like a very normal yeah, And he still might be when he's upbringing. ready. When he's 60? When he's ready. And he may not at some point want to be a dad. Yeah. Maybe he's okay being- I don't think he wants to Maybe anymore. he's okay not getting married. I think he's fine by maybe now. Maybe he's okay just having a life partner at some point. Or just to each party. Is, to each his own. Or just party Would you have a problem if a, if a woman was dating, if it was a 40-something-year-old woman dating a 25-year-old guy? Would you have a problem? Um, I, I think it's- ridiculous but, would you, would but you, I shouldn't say that because I do have a friend that I mean the gap is not as severe I think it's 12 years. years what if it's 20 years uh, between a woman and a man and a, yeah. and a guy it's tricky for me because I feel like at some point when she's 60 and he's only 30 or 50 but she's 70 and he's 50 a 50 year old male most likely is going to start having a wandering eye because your partner is 70 years old it's a big gap between why, 17 and 15. Why do you assume? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Why do you know. assume that a 30-year-old woman is not going to have a wandering eye with her 70-year-old? Because women are different. Oh, my God. Because women God. have an Here emotional connection. Go. Here we go. I told you the conversation that my trainer was, we were talking about with somebody that he uh, works with and the person, it was a woman that got caught having the affair with the man sneaking in the house and fooling around in their home and the husband yeah, but that had, had nothing to, to do with age. Now, my point, you always act like women don't do these things I too. don't. I, I recognize there that women facts. can be handfuls. There are like fact, factual, you know, there's evidence and a lot of, a lot of um, research done that women do this just as much as men. They just have a different reasoning for having the affair. Okay. So they're protecting women I don't know if it's a 50-50 ratio. Maybe it's not 50-50, yeah. but I know it's not, you know, 80-20. It's not that no. lopsided. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Women's eyes can wander just as much as men. But you do recognize that when women are looking in, into intimacy and partnership and husband material and settling down, there's an emotional, intelligence, energetic component that for guys, it's a lot of times that it's not the yeah, main the, the priority. The needs might be different, yeah. but at the end of the day, if you're not getting the needs for whatever they are, mm-hmm. if your needs aren't being met for whichever needs you, you are, are most important to you, yeah. you're going to probably start to wander you know what i mean like that's just how it goes with some people okay go leo wow <laughs> Why did I go just say, well, leo. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah good, good for, for him, him. Yeah. If, he, if, he's if he's happy he's happy we're well, happy he's for good him dude talented actor he is crushing it so it's all good <laughs> so good okay love you i right, love you Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at he said ella dijo or send us an email, Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said ella dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.